Um, oh my god, I do have amaranth vibes right now, except for she is way prettier. Um, anyway, sorry, for those of you that are just listening, you are missing something very important visually, is we just had a drag tutorial from our amazing guests that we have on today. Evalicious, will you please introduce yourself to the podcast? Hello, everyone. My name is Evalicious. I'm a drag artist from Portugal. And uh, today I had the pleasure to transform these uh, beautiful ladies into interesting monsters. <laughs> <laughs> she won't even call us drag queens, and I, I understand. That'd be offensive to the sport. So I, uh, I get it. I get it. Um, Just kidding. You look amazing. Well, it's super exciting having your, you... Sorry, here talking. You on today, especially. Um, we are very, very keen on Pride Month. That's something that is very important to us. And so, I kind of would love to hear you kind of tell your story of your journey and uh, how it's been for you. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, if you're well, comfortable. If you're not, that's fine. I'm so uncomfortable right now. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I am gay and um, I kind of, you know, growing up, like I'm 30, so, and I live in Portugal, which is like um, a kind of like an old school country. It, it's nothing like America, for example, who you guys keep progressing even in, in the LGBTQIA scene. Um, so like it took my time to actually realize it was fine to be who I am. And especially like in high school, um, like I kind of always knew I was like looking at guys' butts and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. That's how I knew. And um, I had a friend of mine, literally, like this is all it took. A friend of mine came to me and she said, you're a poser. And I was like, what the hell is a poser? Like she used this word like in Portuguese, like in English, in a Portuguese conversation. And I didn't know what that was at the time. And she was like, you're a poser. You're trying to be somebody who you're not. And you, and I, like, literally, that's all it took. I was like, Cutie Cinderella had one choice. Does she know? Or two choices. And how, like, how did I not know them. it was fine to be who I am? Was literally all it took for me to unlock the rest of my life, which was wow. me leaving my gatorhood. And that's it. That, like, that, that's how I accepted within my heart and my life and my soul and my body and my everyday life that I was gay and it, it doesn't matter because if this one person people hey and she's fine with it then I'm fine with it too why am I not fine with it you know like if there's one person there's definitely a lot more and then I came out to uh like my friends first and then um I came out to my mom uh through a text message oh and, wow yeah, yeah, that was kind of interesting because, like, I had my very first date uh, with a really hot guy. Um, and I was like, uh, Mom, I'm actually not going out with the girls today. Uh, I'm going out with uh, a guy. And you probably already noticed, but I am. And I use this in Portuguese, but I use the F word. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, yeah, because I thought, oh, my God, maybe I'm being funny. I don't know. She's ah. probably going to laugh. That's what but I would she was do, like, I'll be honest. Yeah, like, because for me, it was like, I don't know, I kind of felt comfortable about it already, enough to, to speak like that to my mom, like, just let it all out, you know? 
And she was like, oh my God, don't ever call yourself that ever again. I just want you to be happy. I just want you to live uh, a happy life and who and be fine with whom you are. And that was amazing. And yeah, that, that, that was how I That is amazing. That is yeah. such a lovely response to have from your parents. I feel like that's every, yeah. you know, um, kid, person's response that they wish for in the LGBTQ plus community where that is so I, I understand what you mean that Portugal it's same with the like Irish it is like a bit slow not as progressive as a lot of other countries too um especially I mean it, it is good in the sense but it's also still very judgmental where yeah where yeah so I'm like that 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 it's so nice that you had, and you got to figure out a young age too, you know, like that girl came up and called you a poser and that's when you were like, yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was not even that young anymore. I was not, well, I mean, I was young, but I was about like 18 years old already. Oh, okay. So that's a little bit, you know, nowadays it's not common, you know, like people who are like 14, 15, mm-hmm. they're like out and about and openly gay. So at that time, it was not like that. And the, the, the space and time that I grew up, um, yeah, it was different. Like people, like I grew up without even knowing what, what was like a homosexual. I had no idea what that was. I just heard like my, my friends and guys talking to each other and calling each other gay in, in a pejorative way, like in a bad way. So I thought, yeah. well, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't really have any recollection of what that was like as a concept. So yeah, I think I think nowadays it's much better. But yeah, like definitely Portugal is very, very old school. We are not as progressive as the rest of the world, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it was fun to have this mom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. And and Minx Minx is also uh Sorry, bisexual. I can. I, you're, you've said that, right, Minx? I'm not like outing you. Did you just fucking out? I know. Oh no. I did. She's getting canceled again. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, Minx yeah. has talked about it, so I feel like it's fine. I feel like I can say that. Minx, what's kind of what's your story? I mean, I never came out to. Uh, the first time I came out was on the internet, because um, obviously, I mean, I didn't feel like I needed to come out because I've never like dated anyone. Um, but then. I, I literally, I feel like I came out, not recent enough, like in the past few years, because people kept asking and stuff where I'm like, but the whole thing is I don't, this is, um, might be controversial, I don't like the label of what I am. I would like, so I consider myself pansexual, but I don't know, now I don't know the difference between bi and pan. I literally mm-hmm. just like people for personality. Like, yeah. if I like you, like, like if I, if I feel like I fucking vibe well with you personality wise where i can see a future with you that's all that matters to me so i don't really look at sex but at the same time this isn't something that i've um talked about either i don't actually i mean no no i do feel sexual attraction to people but it's also like not unless i'm like really into them or actually no no the weird thing is when i'm drunk as shit i'll be super sexual but when i'm sober (laughs) i am sex is almost like ugh Ugh, like, what's the point? It's like reverse Uno, where I don't know if that fills into what I am, but I don't fucking know. I just hate labels. That's the thing. I really hate labels where I put a label on myself the moment that it felt like you had to put a label on yourself. Yeah, I yeah. agree, actually. I wish there... Yeah. I I wish there was a world where 
you didn't need labels that you could just be whatever i uh, feel like yeah. that's that kind of like no i like i don't know i've had like a lot of gay friends like say like there should be like a point in time where it's not expected that everybody is straight so you don't have to come out as gay because that isn't the expectation to be straight mm. and i feel like that's slowly kind of changing right but yeah like I don't know. I think that there's a lot of good in coming out and like, you know, feeling proud of who you are. But I think that, you know, in the future, it would be nice if like gay people didn't feel this pressure to come out. Like my friend who I grew up with that was gay his whole life, he was like into Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, you know, like all of that shit. He was just like, why the fuck do I need to come out as gay? I think it's pretty fucking obvious, you know, like, yeah. I think that's the thing that, like, we're content. Like, what I get tired. Like, I love that people are open now. But when I'm getting spam, what's your sexuality? What's your pronouns? And I'm like, I don't know what to answer here. Like, I a lot of people, no matter what their age are, still aren't sure. Where, like, one minute I'm bi, one minute I'm pan, one minute now there's something chat saying I'm omni. I don't know what I am. I fucking don't know. But I was pretty sure demisexual is people who only feel sexual attract sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond with the person they can be gay straight bisexual pansexual and may have any gender identity so i would say you're like probably somewhat demisexual too like you said like you need like that connection to feel attracted to someone that's that's what i was thinking but then at the same time like if i'm fucking wasted i would look at anyone i'm like damn i would fuck them in a heartbeat where i don't that's (laughs) why i don't like labels because i don't fucking know uh and what i am and that's kind of another contra no i won't say that someone said no he they're just upset they're just upset now someone was like it's annoying that I'm a cis white male and I get hate on for being a cis white male. And I'm like, no, I don't think anyone hates on you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone hates on you. Sorry. You have so much privilege. We feel bad for you. What? Right. Isn't it like so bad for you? Whenever, whenever you see like cis white males who are so angry sometimes you're just like why why are you so mad <laughs> yeah why are you so <laughs> sorry mad? that sounds like uh that sounds like i'm i don't know also i got a raid from dr k um and oh so, nice thank you dr k Ooh. but i do need to give some context because people are a little confused um we're celebrating <laughs> yeah. pride month uh where we have a bit of a drag queen competition today. Our wonderful guest taught us how to do drag today, and Minx ended up with four eyeballs. So it, <laughs> it went well. It went well. Um, I'm curious uh, how, because I think Minx's experience, I mean, everyone's experience is different. So Minx's experience is nice because she hasn't had to come out. She can just do whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think that's fucking sick. I think that's how it should be. I don't think... I think the other thing is I'm more comfortable online because there's a lot of homophobic people in my family. Not my close family, but overall where it would almost bring shame. And that's a common thing in Ireland too where it annoys me where it's like people are kind of... Not that I felt outed. It's just when you... I'm like, I'm proud of it, but I'm like, I would have never opened up about it if it wasn't for the internet. Uh, Where in public, I'm, I'm the straightest motherfucker ever. I'm the straightest motherfucker ever. Yeah. But it's it's just because 
uh, not saying that homophobia is still common in Ireland, but there's the older people in Ireland still would be like, you'd bring shame to your family. I mean, yeah. there's lots of Irish Catholics, right? Yeah, yeah, the Catholics, mm -hmm. it's the Catholics. Where, that's why I'm like, I hate when people find clips and they'll be like, oh, so you're, and I'm like, can we not, like, mm. um... Yeah, so it, it doesn't really matter until you get, like, a girlfriend or a boyfriend and then... Yeah, that's and why I'm saying I don't want to label until I actually date someone and then I will have to like talk about like who I am and what I am. But and I guess like you, you don't have to label yourself literally. I agree. Like, There's too much focus have... on labels these yeah. days, I think, to a certain degree. People like I really feel like to I feel like somewhere. Right. I feel like society like to get like I feel like society should progress into it being like nobody needs labels but I feel like in some ways it's kind of going the opposite into like this hyper labelization where everybody is so mm -hmm. focused on labeling themselves but I get I get the importance of it I think that we're not like there yet to where we can just like stop worrying about oh, labeling stuff be. because we're still at a point where we're trying to learn like acceptance but I don't know I would just like to see so society progress more to being like not everybody needs to be labeled yeah you know? yeah that's that's what i because i obviously i'm part of the lgbt mm -hmm. community but i'm like i still at this age don't know what label like because there's so many that's what we're learning there are so many different ones where like when i was a kid it felt like there was just like and they, i'm not like trying to but as a kid it was just lesbian or gay and right. then like but i wasn't obviously catholic irish christian but now there's more and more and more where there's so many options where it's like, I don't think labels should be put on until you're confident and you shouldn't kind of not pressure someone, but keep asking. Like, I, I mm. love how people are open with it now, but don't if don't kind of force on people who aren't open about it just yet. I feel like that kind of goes reverse Uno. Yeah, you could label yourself, but don't try to label anyone else, I think. Mm. It's yeah. a nice thing. So in Portugal, how is uh, the LGBTQ plus community? So we're really, really, uh, I always say this, I talk about this a lot, but we're a really tiny country. We're very humble. And yeah, like this is how we are. Um, and like in the cities, you are okay. You can live like an, a happy life, a good life, but like countryside, like a little bit out of the city it's a little bit more complicated it's a lot less progressive and that's where like most of like the old people live as well so it can become a little bit rough and like my boyfriend is actually from uh, one of those places is very far away from the city um and it, it was you know it was a still a bit tough for his mom to uh acknowledge me as his boyfriend and many times in their conversations, I would be the friend and not the boyfriend, you know? Right now, like, we've been together for like six years. It's completely different. Like, I even put her in drag, like, two weeks ago. Oh, my God, how and, fun. And, yeah, she really wanted me to put her in drag, and I did that. It was really fun. Uh, so, but, like, you know, her mom is, his mom is still, like, a little bit uh, cautious when talking about this on their hometown because... You never really know what people are going to say yeah. or they, you know, it, it's a little bit problematic. But overall, like, I I can say, like, I'm, a, yeah, I, I think I'm ne I never really had, like, huge, huge issues being gay and growing up in Portugal. When I was a child, it was a little bit messy because I would, 
be more with the girls than with the boys, for example. Um, and that was a little bit heavy sometimes, but not to the point where, like, not as media put it out, for example, like, there, there was no, like, severe bullying. I never got beaten up or whatever. I had, I must say, I had quite a happy life being part of being gay and um, living my life. I, yeah, I, I had mm -hmm. a nice life. I love that. What's the? I'm like I gotta. What's the gay scene like in Portugal? Like, are there Casey's gay clubs? Like, can I you come can go party? To? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's. Are there like a lot, clubs. or just like one, or like in Kansas City, there's just like two gay clubs, you know? Well, in Lisbon, it's not very different, and like uh -huh. Lisbon is the capital of Portugal, so it's like we have what, two, maybe three main clubs, main gay clubs, and then one is for the bears. The other one is for the people who enjoy pop. And then there's another one who is for like a younger generation of folks. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I must say like living in Lisbon and like in the gay scene in Lisbon, um, I feel super comfortable. This is like, I always wanted to come to live to Lisbon because I'm not originally from here. I'm from the other side of the river. Um, and you know, like you can't be really out and about in there, but in Lisbon, you're like a little bit more secure. There's like a, a psychological, like, like freedom that I think it comes with all the big cities, right? Mm -hmm. You just feel a little bit more able to be able, like able to express yourself. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a gay scene. It's very small, like really, really small, but the club is lit and I love it. Like I spent, like my early 20s to mid 20s always going to that same one club and i still love it it's really fun the gays are fun as hell it's true casey's on her i way. was out at, i was <laughs> out at the gay clubs in austin like last weekend and i had so much fun the gay scene here is really fun and i love the gay scene in chicago is really fun because they have like a whole street of just like gay bars you know yeah yeah, we don't have a lot like of gay bars, specifically gay bars, but they are very like there's a, a specific street where like there's like tons of bars and there's like a, a few gay bars there. So it's like, oh, it's the gay street, you know, mm -hmm. um, but honestly, we're pretty open to anybody, literally. I mean, it's kind of like you said with big cities like it, Dublin, I feel like everyone can be comfortable. That's where like you'd find like gay bars, but then anywhere else in Ireland, but maybe I'm just dumb because I'm fucking down south stuck here where there's nothing. None that I can think of. But then the capital of cities always seem to be way more open than the fucking towns and places that you grow up in. Yeah, definitely. Like mm -hmm. on my own town, there's nothing. Literally nothing. It's, it's hard because uh, I think we have a, I mean, probably a significant young audience that watches us, um, you know, across the board. And this isn't something I've ever been able to speak on or, um, you know, Casey or even Minks out of perspective, but do you have advice to give to somebody who is unsure in their own skin or is looking to come out or, you know, the best way to do that? Uh, you Luckily, you had a very supportive uh, family, but do you have any perspective on that? Because that's something we don't have because we don't have the experience. One thing that I always say on my chat, sometimes like, you know, some kids show up and they go like, oh my God, uh, I'm whatever and I want to come out. Uh, what is your advice? 
and stuff like that. And I always say, tell them like, um, first of all, think of your situation, think about your background, think about what are you, the situation where you're living in right now. Cause for example, if you are under like a roof where your family is extremely homophobic or transphobic or just not very progressive, is coming out really necessary right now, you know, because you're going to have a really, really, really rough life um, knowing that they, you know, do not support and are not understanding of who you are. And like, you cannot change who you, who you are. You will evolve ac across the time, but you cannot really change who you are from the beginning. Um, so be very mindful of that, really because life always gets better and there will be a time and a place where you are comfortable, um, like economically or whatever, or you have somebody that will help you throughout your life. You'll meet a lot of people that will be happy to help you and understanding. And even if not, you will get at some point your independence. And at that time, that will be a good time to come out to your parents if they're not supportive. But if you think they are, you know, um, like understanding and supportive, just do it. Just do it. Like sit mm -hmm. down uh, with them and tell them I have something very important that I want to share you um, with you. It's something that is very important to me. And maybe this one day will change. We'll never know. I don't know the day of tomorrow, but Today, I want you to speak my truth. And my truth is I am this or that. And that's about it. Like coming out is tough. It, it involves a lot of guts. Like really, you really have to be very like committed to it. Um, but it's just a few seconds, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's like, mom, dad, I'm gay. Mom, dad, I'm trans. <clears throat> mom, dad, I'm bi, whatever. And from that point, it will probably be much easier to you, like living your truth and who you are. Mm -hmm. Again, they are supportive. Right. I so, think that's really good. I've never thought of that, actually, like making sure, like put, putting your mental health first. Like it's it's hard to feel like you're living in your skin, but you can't talk about it. But even knowing like, hey, it's not, this might not be safe for you yet. So you might like just hold on That's the thing, never longer. put yourself in danger. I've never like, thought yeah. of that. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why there's so many homeless uh, kids, part of the LGBTQIA2+, and it's basically because their parents are not supportive, or they make them go through trauma, or yeah. whatever. And, and it's more, I think it's a lot more, um, like, it, it's predominantly on the trans side of the spectrum, because, you know, and it's I kind of understand why it's so hard to understand, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over 30. Like I know how their minds work. The people who are not as progressive as us, uh, I was lucky and I was committed to learn, but there's so many people out there that are, they don't bother to learn. They don't want to change. They hate change. They don't want to see the world go mm -hmm. up or down. They just want to stay on their like little cube. And, you know, to a certain extent, it's fair to some older elderly people because they had their share of experience through their life. And I am an understanding of that. Uh, but then there's like younger folks, like from the fifties downwards that, um, just do not want their life to change. And they want to leave that little 
square in the little square and that's so hard for them to be acceptive of um something that is so like um different like it's such a, a mind fuck like somebody who like imagine being a very like con conservative people person and go like oh this person is telling me that they don't live in their like that they, they don't feel comfortable in their own body like what what goes through their mind like are you you know what are you but then yeah. they go to the extent of disrespecting of not understanding don't bother like you know and that's when it gets bad and that's why there's so many kids that are homeless because if you're if you're like because family is the foundation of it all right if you don't have the love of your mom and your dad what do you have um if your foundation does not work like you have to find a new one right you have to yeah. build it yourself um and that's where that's where that's what's really messed up I mean, yeah and i didn't i didn't go through it but, well and the way yeah. that the way that they're treated like on the streets too like i know a lot of the time they turn to actually doing childhood prostitution like yeah. it's really sad but if you want to end you know like um child sex work stop being homophobic because your homophobia literally puts children in danger like mm -hmm. i don't know not to well, the fact that like dark, isn't but... conversion conversion therapy or conversion camp is still legal in the yeah. united kingdom yeah that's it's what still, they're fighting for right now Convert... in america oh really I, I that's legal in portugal anymore but it's it's in many countries if somebody on the chat knows please tell me but i don't think it's legal in portugal i had uh, i i know somebody who went to conversion therapy and they said that in the time that they were there for like a month there were like four different suicides jesus christ i i they don't know. i i think it's the worst thing and okay it is in ireland too i'm not surprised on that i felt like you but i feel like uk is more progressive than fucking Ireland because they're complete fucking Catholic contheads that yeah. really are stuck on the old times. Um, but that's just, I think that's the most fucked up thing that we're only fighting for conversion therapy to fucking be okay i'm now. sorry i'm like i have somebody in here that's just like saying that i'm homophobic i don't know who you stands are but i am literally <laughs> not homophobic like please stop nobody over the you age of 13 believes that. you sorry you're fine like please ban them don't worry guys you can keep watching we'll talk about dreams music video later um <laughs> I I think I I think it's important. Speaking of like just like you know bigots, there are a few people that I've seen trickle f through the chat, and I think it's important to address that. Um, hi, um, as a straight person, if your ego is that fragile that you're upset that Pride Months exists, um, please see yourself out. Uh, you need some self reflection, okay. Someone in chat was like, why don't we ever celebrate straight people? You're celebrated every single day when you can walk out with your significant other and not be looked at weird or not be fucking beat up or not be called a fucking slur. And you need to recognize that privilege. That's why you don't get a fucking month for being straight, okay? You don't need it. Um, it's been normalized like, by society. You have been accepted. You don't right. need anything else. You don't need it. If you need that validation, you need to talk to your parents because they raised you wrong. That is very uh, right. true. Yeah, and like they that. did a straight pride parade and it sucked. 
They did a strape. What the and fuck? I think is they did it in Texas, rice? and it was just like yeah. a train wreck. It was like this is so what the stupid. fuck? Oh my it's god! True. Ew. That's Ew. embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. That is so sad. I just think you know. I just think I think it's like you don't. No one actually like people make fun of like when people say like, oh, you have so much privilege. You're a cis white male. It's because you do. It's not them hating on you. It's them telling you you need to recognize that. So when people feel like they're getting, like, hate for being a cis straight male, you're not. It's just they're telling you to reflect and realize that you have privilege. And if you don't realize that, um, that's bad on your part. I think a lot of people don't self-reflect and realize what they have. Um, and... It's just lack of misunderstanding. I mean, it's lack of understanding. So if you need to understand more, listening to a podcast like this where you gain some perspective is very important. Even, you know, talking to people that have been through things you haven't is very, very important. And it just, even traveling and just learning about countries and learning about how people exist is so important. I can't overestimate, like, I can't overexplain how important perspective is for you to realize your privilege. Because that's why Pride Month is important, and that's why we need to talk about it. Um, and that's why we need to fucking celebrate it, because it deserves some celebration. Um, Honestly, cutie. I, I, I mean, the thing is, is I, I think a lot of people don't realize, because, I, yes, I am a, I'm a straight white female. Like, who's this girl talking about this? I grew up with a, you know, I grew up with a closeted gay stepbrother. I was very, very close with him, and he w went through hell he went through hell and i'm a very empathetic person and as a child it tore me up what he went through and i remember one time my stepdad saying to him why would you choose to be gay and him sobbing his eyes out and saying you think i would choose this you think i would choose to be treated this way you think i would choose to be hated by everyone you think i'd choose to be looked at like this no you don't fucking choose that you don't fucking choose that and it just tore me up inside to watch that as a child. And I've done everything I can since then to really try to normalize and stand up for how humans should be treated for being humans. Fucking love is love and that's it. And as a straight ally, I think it's important to try to get other straight people to understand our privilege in never having to be treated like that. Yeah, we have, we, everyone has their own demons. We all have our own issues, but that's another one that we haven't had to deal with. And you're so lucky for that. So you need to empathize and have respect for um, people that do. Uh, I'm sorry for the soapbox, but I just think it's important for uh, the straight people in chat to know <clears throat> the perspective of it. Yeah. No, totally, totally, totally. I use the word that I use a lot and I cling a lot to that word and it's empathy. I just wish people were a little bit more empathic towards each other. I think, I don't know, I don't know if it's like how life went on, world went on, and how technology made us be like this, but like, I do feel people are very like cold nowadays. They don't, they're not really empathetic towards each other. They just see things on media and go like, oh, yeah, this is right. Oh, yeah, this is right. And then they forget about it. They're not actually feeling empathetic towards things um, or stories or whoever. They just consume it really fast and they poop it out. Um, <laughs> poop it out. <laughs> poop it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 
yeah, if, if people were just a little bit more understanding, more empathetic towards each other and put on, put yourself on other people's shoes, the world would be so much better. Oh already. my God. Overall and everything. I think we just came yeah. out of the most like four of the most hateful years that America's seen in a really long time. And more now than ever, do we need to like really, really, um, empathize and gain perspective. I think it's so important. Um, but we we will move on from that happy Pride Month from everyone here to anyone listening. Um, anyone, anybody else have any other comments before? Biden ain't gonna get no empathy from me until he unbans Ireland, that fucking cunt. <laughs> he lets England in, he lets the English fucking in, but no, not the Irish. Xenophobic fucking bastard. Well, I think I think you guys Here we go. just true. Um, yeah, it's sad that like even just now having this conversation, there's still like bigots just coming into it. all of our chat. I've never, I've never seen so many people get banned. Where that's one more thing before we continue that because I'll see people like. So I want your opinion on um, the LGBTQ uh, A plus tag. I've seen a lot of. Um, <sighs> creators speak about it and they're like i i if you go in this category there's just more hate people find you like through it to belittle you i've like never i the amount of people i've seen get shot on by putting that as the tag like what's your opinion do you put yourself in it or or no okay um i think so first of all um we have to go a little bit back in time when Twitch had their community system where you had like the positivity community, then you had like, there was a specific one called game gamers with a Y to, that's for sick. Us to find each other. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's how I found like my first people who were, who identified as gay and other things like gay, uh, or what am I saying? From the LGBTQIA plus community. And I found that sick, that was amazing. And then they tore up the communities and they made the tags and they made, they, they noticed that we needed our tags. So they put it back. So it was the LG, it's the LGBTQIA2 plus community or a tag. Um, and when I came to Twitch, like I didn't really like was understanding the concept of it. I just came here and I watched Casetron or whoever was playing League of Legends at the time. Right. Uh, and then as time goes by, I understood a little bit more of the concept of Twitch and it has been changing through the, through the time, through the years. Now it's not so much about, oh my God, big streamers. I would need to follow a big streamer and just stay there. Now it's a little bit more about communities and it's more about gathering, garnering your community and the people who, uh, identify as you or have you know, relatable content. It's like an expression that people use a lot nowadays. And it's true. It's relatable content. That's what I'm looking for on Twitch as a viewer nowadays. Um, and the LGBTQIA tag works a lot like that. I go, when I go to the LGBTQIA tag, I go to look for people who have similar stories as mine, who identify within the umbrella of a marginalized community you know i'm not looking specifically and i know you guys probably think otherwise and uh, there's a lot of cons about this but i am looking for somebody that shares at least a tiny little bit of a similar story 
as myself. I want to look for somebody that probably is not going to have uh, a spotlight shed on them because they're queer. Um, and, you know, through the years, as it has been brought to our attention that a lot of uh, straight allies, and sometimes it was not even straight allies, it was just for the sake of using it, um, we're using the tag. And that's why I think the queer community got so angry because we, we kind of use this tag to connect with each other, you know, to find more creators and more people who are like us, you know? And it, it's, again, a privilege for us to use. And seeing somebody who does not identify within anybody in the queer community using it, it's a little bit like, damn, you know, somebody queer could have been using it. And I know personally that Casey Tron used to use it and mm -hmm. it's not a, an attack at all against you. Yeah, um, I stopped using it whenever I saw like a lot of my friends like, yeah. And I guess the reason why I felt like, oh, I should use it is because I do have so many LGBT people in my community. But I'm like, if that's an issue, I don't, you know, like I'm like, yeah, yeah no issue. Yeah, totally. And I was like, I even tweeted it out. Like when you were with the dramas of people calling you all sorts of stuff, phobics and stuff, I was like, even about the, the tag, I was literally the only person, and this is not like a fangirl moment or whatever, because I'm a huge fan of all of you. Love you, but, cutie. Um, but they wear the your drag fit is serving very much busted black widow after she's done saving the word is sending me. She's been here the longest of us <laughs> all, probably. And I remember like, yeah, I remember kind of like, I would say, like four or five years ago, kind of like coming to this realization, oh, I have a lot of LGBT people in my community. And then realizing that I needed to like handle my community like better, you know, and make it a better safe place for LGBT people, LGBTQ plus people. And this was back whenever it was like, okay to say the F word on Twitch. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it was okay to like type it in chats. You wouldn't get banned. Like people would say it on stream, you know, like, yeah. I remember being like, oh, I need to curve a lot of this behavior and make this a safe space. But I think like, you know, now I'm like, a lot of people know that I'm a safe space already, so I don't yeah. need the tag, you but know? But another thing that's kind of annoying, though, is that goes against you, Casey, is where people will be like, why do you need to, why do you feel like you need to put yourself there to be an open safe space? Everywhere is, but people don't know what Twitch was like five years ago. Yeah, like, I feel like, like Twitch is more of a safe space now, but if you had seen it years ago, the amount of fucking chats that would just, it, it was a different place. It was a different place where people are like, yeah, but what well, you don't need to. But back then, back then, what, like, I feel like that was more acceptable to know that, oh, you can come here. And um, because otherwise I feel like you'd be fucking bullied out of it. Now, obviously, no, no, you don't need that anymore because Twitch has grown. Like the F word is banned now. Like people that used to be allowed all the time for people that only came over recently from YouTubers or back they you weren't here at Justin TV days. Um, it, it was a different community back then. Um, yeah. I just want to say also that, um, well, right now, Twitch uh, had put tons and tons and tons of tags and people who are who do not identify within the queer community but still provide safe space for us can use the ally tag and mm -hmm. that's something that they gave you guys and i think that's cute honestly because 
you know, oh, I didn't know they had that actually to, to uh, suggest that um, there was something else that I forgot about it. Well, how do you feel about the tag? Well, I guess not. How do you feel? Of course, you don't feel oh, good about it. But the tag being used for hate, essentially. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's okay. what I was going to talk about. Um, you know, I mean, when you live as a gay person, as a transgender, as a whatever, like something that is not a white straight male and y'all ladies are here and i think you guys can agree as well whenever you live a, a life that is, does not fit the white um straight male reality you are always a target always no matter where from mm. no matter in what shape you will always be a target will be i think the source of it all i always think the source of all most of our society problems is toxic toxic masculinity masculinity oh you're I on the right podcast all the problems <laughs> um and um living as a queer person if you do not cling and hold on to your good moments you can live a really miserable life I'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. and it's by getting together making ourselves stronger together, sharing our support, sharing our ideas and, you know, getting a community, get, garnering a community that thinks at least the same in when it comes to respect and empathy and growth. Um, it will always outshine the hate. Always, always, always. Like so many friends of mine are hate rated on the daily for like on Discord, on Twitter, on Twitter, uh, sorry, on Twitter, on Twitch, um, you name it, like all the time. Like if you guys ever look for like a Twitch post about LGBTQIA content creators being highlighted, you will see at least that 90% of the comments are from people that are homophobic or transphobic or just, you know, straight That's up. That's so assholes. sad. Yeah. And like it's as I yeah. said, you just cling to the good exactly. stuff and really hold on to them, and that will always outshine the. the yeah, stuff. I've and reached like out to. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say I've reached out to like three different drag queens who all had the same like harasser as me. Three different, like they get like threats, pizzas, like all of that shit. It's actually it's. Mm. That's sick. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. Um. But yeah, like I, I learned how to deal with trolls uh, very early on because, you know, Casey really inspired me to do that. Like dealing with <laughs> trolls is an art, really. And um, I don't know. I just use them for content, honestly. I use them for ad revenue and for stats. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting the LGBTQIA community. I always say that because at the end of the day, they're giving me stats to give me ad revenue. I mean, whatever. right. That's the thing. And run an ad. You're going to get money from it. It's like, yeah, oh. you're going to send a hate raid. Let me just run an ad, make some bank. Then I'll like farm until I get more the stats off. It's fucking. Yeah. But I mean, the, the thing you you're but that's the thing. You're tough shelled enough to handle that. But then it's hurtful for the people who are, I guess, new and not used to Twitch. Like you've seen how Casey handled it. So you kind of learn yeah. and grew how to handle the hate but there's some people that it just it can destroy them which is which which is, which is fucked that they should feel safe in that tag and they don't they can't yeah it's like there's a lot of people who are not as strong as me unfortunately and i totally empathize for them because 
not everybody has to be strong, a strong ass bitch, honestly. Um, and sometimes I have like queer people who come to my channel and go like, oh my God, I really want to stream. You have inspired me so much. I want to start doing drag. I want to start doing this and that and that and that and that. And I'm like, well, first of all, like, you know, I'm always like, I, I always want people to think on the reality where they are inserting themselves. And it's a tough world. Twitch is so tough incredibly tough on all levels as a content creator creating your content dealing with it dealing with a whole community that you know if you're popping off and you have a lot of viewers and stuff like that it's really hard to deal with the community as well sometimes mm -hmm. um and then it's the hate that you will get because you know the world is as it is twitch is at least like twitch was founded for as a gaming streaming gaming platform so and where could you find more homophobic and transphobic yeah. audience other than the gaming world hello that's true um and, and and misogynist sorry guys i'm excluding you sometimes but it's just <laughs> because of the context but it's true it's like so misogynistic um and he, I, I always tell people don't put yourself in places that you don't feel comfortable on if you don't feel comfortable turning your camera stream without your camera if you don't feel comfortable doing drag, don't do drag. You know, like I, I really want people to be mindful of what they are getting into because some people can go through real, real trauma, and you know, sometimes, sometimes it's not worth it. I think it's and really important advice. Like bold, people really need to figure out that to to do Twitch and to be a content creator overall, you need to be bold and you need to be sometimes a badass. And it's sad. It's really sad that you have to have that shell for that. But, you know, some people still do it. Some people are the kindest people in the world and they figure it out. They have a community backing them out. And sometimes that's what really saves you. Yeah. You know? No, I think that's really great advice. I think that's amazing advice. I don't think a lot of people um, think of that before going into it because you see streaming like, oh, what a fun thing to do and a fun way to talk to people and you know but you don't think about the repercussions yeah. like that i think that's very smart to um kind of just give some perspective going into it but um we are actually um all we're all up on time um we killed it we didn't get to anything else but i think this i think these were more important topics to cover than um you know, dream getting canceled and, um, true. Uh, and I don't even know what else was on the dream list. getting canceled for the 20th time or whatever. For the 20th time. And, uh, I don't, I honestly don't remember the other topics, but this, this was really, really great. <laughs> I think this was very important. And this was a fun stream. Yeah. I had fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I think, um, I think there's a lot of things to learn from it. And uh, and I appreciate you coming on today. It means a lot to us, Evo. Thank you so much for inviting. Honestly, yeah. like, I, you know, I love you all of, I love all of you, the three of you. I lurk most of the times on your channels when I have the opportunity. And I do feel like your communities are really, really, I don't know, you guys are got it figured together, fi figured out. Uh, uh, what do I want to say? I want to say that. No, you figured out. That's that's right. Yeah, that's right. Figured out. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and thank you for having me. And also thank you for the platform because I don't. Again, like the privilege. Sometimes I think like bigger streamers that you know, like you guys, um, don't really touch any of these 
topics because it can be very easily problematic. It can be easily like put you on a, you know, on a bucket that people won't like you as much. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of hidden toxic masculinity. There's a, little, a lot of hidden racism, a lot of hidden homophobia and transphobia. And I feel like a lot of content creators don't really want to step their foot onto these subjects because they are afraid. And I really thank you, the three of you, for giving me this time and the platform to speak about the matters, like situations and contexts that mean a lot to me and to so many people that watch me as well. Thank you. That was well put. Yay, well, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, Yeah, we yeah. really do. You're, you're right, you. though. Ms. Kiff, where the fuck is your Pride podcast? XQC, <laughs> where's your Pride podcast? Ludwig, where's yeah. your Pride podcast? <laughs> Ludwig, come on. Come on. No, God, I think... I just the, kids the, mention, wild. the second I mentioned Ludwig, I just think of Casey Tron's Discord posting pictures of his ass, and I just immediately. Oh my god! Gross. You know like, the guys. That picture of him standing in front of the painting, I have burned into my fucking brain at this point. I'm so tired of seeing it. No offense, cutie. I'm just like, ugh. I get I'm so it. sorry, cutie. I'm like, that's it. cutie's boyfriend. Ugh. Yeah, stop! Stop looking at him, guys. Okay. Yeah. Guys, respect Cutie and respect Ludwig. Respect that there are Ludwig a couple wants the attention. <laughs> and etc. I know. I have a big ass and same, honestly. But honestly, guys, respect us. Like, respect us body. with big asses. Look respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, ladies, I will see you next week. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Happy Pride. Well